I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. I still have a raspy voice. It's concerning. From, from April's birthday. It's not COVID. I took a couple tests recently, so I just can't shut the fuck up is the, the problem. Is. We went to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. And For April's 40th. Amy well, kept talking, and I was like, I have no idea what you're saying to me right now because your voice is like... Bah. Well, and I, I would... So I don't know all the words like you do. So we were in the pit front row. That's what April wanted, you know, and this is 100000 people i'm pretty sure in the stadium and we were in the we were literally two humans away from being front stage and so one and a half because i was one like in yeah. between them you were in front of me actually yeah, yeah. i was two if people that goddamn away. cameraman would have moved and you're shorter than me and i wore my shit kicker boots so i'm like taller than everyone and could stomp a foot and hey to anyone who's listening that we met at the show who like we had the surrounding group of what wonderful believe, what Amy called a man sandwich man sandwich you're all awesome and we love you um I won't say names because we don't use names there but there's some folks from Australia Do you remember there's their names local folks um I remember some of them oh nice and so shout out to you because I we actually felt very safe in that man sandwich number one I feel safe no matter what because I'm over five nine but my shit kickers I'm five eleven and I dance like a wild beast and my hair hits people in the face and I had water bottles in two pockets on my cape. <laughs> number two you're a great person to go to a show with because you stand behind me and you can still I see i can still see and i'm like perfect but the bottles in my cape where i think we're hitting a lot of testicles on accident so when <laughs> red hot chili peppers came on i finally shoved them in like the front of my jeans so i didn't hit testicles but my hair still hit we had faces. a safety bubble around us and they were all very nice people mm-hmm. they're very nice people so if you're one of those nice people we really appreciate you it was so good to and meet you and if you, you want to hack to getting to the front in the pit Go with I, Amy in April? No, no. I say funny things because Amy's like, what do we do? I was like, you you say, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, I think the bathroom's this way. Oh, I forgot my child in the front row. Oh, I got to go grab my... I, I say funny things to each person that seems to be getting pissed. Well, I think the second hack is once we go there, we make friends with people. Then like, you make friends with people. You don't you gotta be just cool. ignore them. Like, I'm you're like, not, I'm not going to be smoking a pack of Marbreds here the yeah. whole time. You know, yeah. like, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I want to get to know my neighbors. We're going to all be together for about three hours. So, And you can't uh, go to the bathroom. Oh, no. And you can't buy drinks when you're in the pit. So get ready, okay? Yeah. So you're like a camel. We had, we had a pit plan. Nature, we did. We're like, no drink. Stop drinking water. There's some I was so na- nature's pocket. Not going to say what that's about, but it's some nature's pocket action going on there. Yeah. yeah, you just wanted to stick something in nature's pocket. I like, did. Yeah. We did, and that's what this isn't we about. <laughs> <laughs> so this podcast is kind of about nature's pocket. It's uh, with Dr. Willow Brown and Leah Alchin. Uh, they now have their own podcast. We've known them for years. Um, Willow is a Taoist met and acupuncturist and and Eastern medicine expert leah is a tantra expert and this, this is, is willow's third time on our show i believe fourth right? maybe is it fourth three or but four leah's first and they finally come together and so this is an in-person podcast and it's on transcendent orgasms and cervical orgasms guaranteed so we actually haven't recorded it yet we're recording in about an hour willow's remember how she talked about the turtle breathing yeah and like breathing into your kidneys i thought about that before 
uh, I've had sex. Like, I'm like, I gotta get my turtle breath. I always forget. Oh, really? I always, always, never, always. I just think about April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I'm like, (laughs) I'm gonna do my April O'Neil turtle breath. Oh, that's perfect. Can I think of you while I do my turtle breath during orgasms? Hey, if you want to, whatever floats your boat. I want to think about you. I'm consenting. So this episode is going to be fabulous um, and really fun. And also, it's really fun. We get to do in-person ones because there's just more real energy and flow. Like, we have no talking points. We have no idea what we're doing other than talking about transcendent orgasms and cervical orgasms with experts. You know, these people have a lot of knowledge and they're actually dear friends of ours. And they're funny as hell. They're funny ladies. I like these ladies. Okay, so ready for a sex question? Chip yes, on. I haven't read it. I don't know. I'm going to close my eyes and drop in. So one thing I'm going to say before I do the sex question is my voice might crack. It's been like this. Are you prepubescent? I'm, I sound like a teenage boy. And so what I've been doing, I literally have a bottle of Uber Lube right here. And I actually learned this trick from April when your voice is like not on point and it's a little scratchy to put a little bit of Uber Lube in your mouth. Uber Lube does not say that you should eat it, but they also do say if it gets in your mouth, it's not going to hurt you. I've done probably 20 pumps of that into my body no problem no, yeah. nothing's ever this, happened. this is my fourth pump i'm doing it right now i wouldn't it drink a whole bottle of throat. it but it to- it works and no flavor that's innocent. a fellatio hack too or oral pleasure hack yeah. if you want you have a little bottle of uber lube and you're going down on someone squirt a couple pumps because it gets the saliva rolling as well yeah. and it kind of feels like natural in your mouth like i just yeah. i have some in my mouth as we speak if you're a mouth everyone. breather also great for helping you sleep <laughs> Oh, that's actually bad for my throat. I shouldn't do that. Don't okay. Do that. Ready for a sex question? Yes. All right. Here we go. My wife and I are in, in our late 30s and in a monogamous cis hetero marriage of almost two decades. She is straight and I am bisexual. As of late, my wife has entertained the idea of allowing me to explore my sexuality with other men and much more, although nothing has really taken place on, on that front. With that said, she recently told me that it hurts her to hear me say that I don't care if she talks to other men and even exchange sexy photos with them. I'm comfortable with it because I trust her and I'm coming from a place of love and not indifference. How can I do a better job in helping her understand this? Wait, what about two decades? So wait, they're so in their together 30s? For, like for almost 20 years. So what? They were 10 when they met? The exact ages are around 38. They've oh, been okay. together for around 18 years. Oh, I just okay. changed the language a little bit. Oh, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa here. Hold up. <laughs> but it's kind of the same thing. I was like, the math doesn't add up here. No. But okay, got it. Okay, got so it. they basically got together when they were 18. Okay. Or I like was just 20. calculating. They got like, together when they're 20. Okay. They're in a monogamous cis hetero marriage. He's bisexual. She's straight. And she's down for him to explore his sexuality with other men and even more and when he said that he's actually pretty like down or comfortable with her connecting with or even exchanging sexy photos with other men she was bummed about it hurt her feelings and he's comfortable with it because he trusts her and he's like you know he's coming from a place of love and more like no this feels compersion is the word that people use a compersion um, by the way it means you're getting pleasure or joy off your partner receiving pleasure or joy from other people Uh, is that like cuckolding no, that's different. Oh. <laughs> um, to, Damn it. To learn about cuckolding, uh, <laughs> we are doing a second cuckolding podcast in a couple of months, but we have a podcast on that. Go Google that. Um, or not Google that, but go to shamelessx.com and search that one up because oh, that's not what that is. Although I think cuckolding compersion's a part of that. That's that, what I thought. It's just that there's that 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 compersion cuckolding could be in a compersion umbrella. Okay. But cuckolding usually involves some humiliation, some other aspects. Okay. Um and so no, this is more like this is kind of like a they're say they're monogamous. They're actually technically 
some version of non-monogamy, but they get to, of course, describe what that is or define that. But so she's open to him starting to explore with men as a bisexual man. And he said, just said much more. I don't know what much more is. And he said, hey, I'm totally down for you to start kind of exchanging with other men and even sending sexy photos. And she's like, that hurts my feelings because my guess is that it makes it so that she or it inspires a feeling of you don't care about me that much to feel jealous maybe or like insecure and that your openness to that and we don't know because we're not talking to her and there isn't more information on that but my that's my guess that, of what's going on with her experience this could be a perfect role play situation where they, they can discuss this however he could say I really fucking care about you and what, what you're texting to dudes even though he doesn't like he's yeah. like but I trust you they can kind of lay out a groundwork and then role play into unless this is something she's like wait do you really you really just don't care about what I do because I love you and I want you to be jealous yeah so I wonder if they could make that more of a fantasy thing and in a turn on for her somehow totally yeah that reminds me of Kristen when you said that I just love Kristen like how can we make this sexy yeah. which I love Kristen's been our podcast multiple times dear friend sex educator um, and the other the one thing that came to mind for me here is so with my partner so my partner and I have this open exchange of I went to this place and flirted with this person and it was and they were really hot and then my partner will be like oh I what I'm feeling is I'm feeling like some excitement and also a little bit of like a little jealousy, but it's not like, not, you know, he describes it as this like here and it changes right every second or every minute or whatever. And he doesn't just stay in this anger phase because just like this couple, there's permission we're there, right? I'm not going like, Hey, I flirted with someone, but I know you're not cool with it. It's more like, which of this place is really hot guy. And we were flirting and felt really good. And, you know, of course I'm coming home to you, but I'm just telling you that, that like, you know, there's a smoking hot babe in there. He's like, oh, I'm actually feeling some things right now. But he has a smile on his face and he's like a little jealousy, but I'm going to sit with it. So, but can you act on those things if you wanted to? Without in my world, yes, it, that we would have no, we would negotiate it. So in my world Before, right now, okay. the arrange the arrangement that we have is you know any any sort of engagement with other people beyond flirting is negotiated beforehand, mm. um, or together, in which um, is a newer exploration for us. But everyone gets to make their own definitions for that. But I think this kind of coincides with what you're saying. You know, I I would get curious with your partner when she says she's hurt. What does hurt mean? Does what? she feel dismissed or yeah. something? Dismissed, right? unimportant. Uh, does she want you to feel jealous or possessive? And if so, like April said, can you role play that then? Maybe is like, do you, does, is there more explanation of feelings that can come from you um, around this that can help to meet or satisfy some needs that she has? And, you know, if she needs to feel really special, like possessed, you know, like she's the only one and you're like, I don't care if you flirt with other people. And then she's like, oh, I'm not that special now. What does she need? to feel special what are the things you say the actions that happen that you both can agree on the core erotic themes yes exactly you know i'm in that chapter now yes you are and we actually talk all about this in episode number two about how to understand your core erotic themes um and then there's a book on it called the erotic mind by jack marin all about this i need to go Uh, back to episode two i'm so curious it actually sounds pretty good does it really Uh, that's when we were babies babies. podcasting babies when i go back like oh my god oh my god i hope we don't sound and i'm like Wow, we actually sounded pretty damn good for being brand new. I have to, I have to go back and listen. I'm, I get mortified at those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you get scared. She, she, she. Well, she's, she's a real, very um, special, intelligent human, and doesn't like to hear when things uh, don't flow smoothly. But honestly, sometimes I listen to those and I'm like. 
we were better then than we are now. Our audio wasn't, but <laughs> but some of our flow. So anyways, um, go check out episode two. Maybe open up the conversation with more curiosity about feelings, um, expressing more about your feelings around this and, and then negotiation with each other. And, and then what April said, like, make it, how can you make it hot? How can you eroticize this? And the last thing I'll say, maybe April's one more thing to add is, um, dipping toes in lightly you know like what if you start with her flirting with someone if she wants to of course you can't make her do anything if she wants to go flirt with someone that week in the grocery store or on instagram and then invite her to share it with you and but share how she'd prefer for you to respond ahead of time and see how that feels before you go deeper um, might be an easy way to dip your toes into this world and work together in a way that works for both of you there's also from the somatica institute they developed the core desires yeah we have an episode on that right well no the movies movies are still from the themes and still from jack marin's process um from the erotic mind but theirs is called they did reframe it and if you look up celeste and danielle on our unshameless sex yeah i don't know the episode you can even look up somatica institute i think it says might pop up on our website yeah yeah they but they talk because they created their own format like i won't say based on but inspired by the core erotic themes as well yeah it kind of is a it's an iteration where they developed it into uh I think it's just a little bit more modern kind of take on it. And they bring in, because their education is, they created Somatica, which is, you know, bringing in sexological body work with more intimacy. So it's different for, they're all, everyone, like even, you know, we're writing a book, everyone, it's going to have different offerings than what you hear in our podcast and then what what you see everywhere else. So we're all learning from each other and the more knowledge, the merrier. All right. You ready to get this transcendent bio off the ground you know i love transcendence (laughs) dr willow brown and leah piper bring a wealth of wisdom through their combined 40 years of expertise in human sexuality health and spiritual growth leah is a tantric sex master coach and positive psychology facilitator while dr willow brown is a chinese and functional medicine doctor and taoist sexology teacher when these two devotees of love come together, they blend and weave the ancient teachings of Tao and Tantra for the modern lover with humor, insight, and wisdom. To learn more, visit sexreimagined.com. Oh, and by the way, we're on their show, so you'll see us there, too. You'll hear us, actually. Oh, well, see here. Same, same. <laughs> it's not the same. Okay, bye. ready for the episode? Here we go. All right, everyone, it is interview time. And I say this so often in podcasts, so this is a special one, but this is extra special because it's in person. And we very rarely get to record in person other than Chip and I. And I love you, Chip. I love so much in person time with you. And it's really nice when we have the addition of two other humans, especially two badass women, one coming more from a tantric approach to sexuality, one coming more from a Taoist approach to sexuality. And Two folks who also know how to speak to all humans from a way that's inclusive because a lot of people, they hear the wooey language like, oh, Tantra, that sounds very unapproachable. Or I want to know about that, but I've never done it. Or it sounds like spirituality or religion. And we've worked with them in various avenues. We've gone on your show. And Willow's been on our show. Is this probably your fourth time? Fourth time. Fourth time. And Leah, I have witnessed many of your workshops. Mm-hmm. And so we're super happy to have you here. I think that this would be very fitting for our audience and what you all want to know about transcendent orgasms and cervical orgasms and maybe we'll talk about other orgasms but really those ones that blast you off to the moon and you're like was that 
one long 15 minute orgasm or was that like 15 different orgasms in 15 minutes or like 20 or what i don't even know but i don't I even was, keep track of time if I, that's happening yeah. we exactly time come up from away. air and you're yeah. like holy shit yes. Yes. were you there for that too yeah <laughs> it's like a vortex you're, you're in this some like sexual vortex where your body's convulsing like yeah I, well and like you look kind of witchy too yes. and, oh yes shapeshifter comes out yeah. and the absolute reset of your entire nervous system in life oh. follows yeah I mean, it's deep medicine. It's, yeah, very... (laughs) So, and I'll explain more about why I'm so curious about this, but let's start. So we already read your bio in the intro, but let's let you two individually share with our listeners a little bit about yourselves, how you got into the field of sexuality, a little more about your journey. Hmm. So I had an interesting childhood in the Midwest and started off my life in a born-again Christian cult. Ooh, it was fun. a Pentecostal church, baby. We were singing the praises up to the sky. <laughs> so you saw a lot of the convulsions. Oh, I saw what we call in Tantra Shaktipat <laughs> straight up in church. And I'll never forget it either. Like this guy named Gilgamesh would come every year. Gilgamesh. And he would pray over Sounds us. Like the Lord of the Rings. And I would and for like I was five at the time, but I wasn't allowed to do it until I was five. And I would watch all the adults like you know, he'd pray, he'd do the whole third eye, you know, Osho. If you know Osho, you've yeah. seen some old footage or totally. books of pictures of Osho doing the Shakti pot thing. And uh, and the adults would fall down. There'd always be another adult behind the adult that was falling down to catch him and put him on the floor. And my brother and I couldn't wait to do this. We were like, what is going on? This is some <laughs> magic. And um, it was our turn. He's two years older than me. And Gilgamesh did the whole boink. And my brother falls down, I'm next, I fall down, and then we both kind of open one eye and turn towards each other to go, that was nothing. Uh-huh. It's not working. And my, that was the day my brother became an atheist. Oh. <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, he just he pushed like, me I on the ground. I am not believing in yeah. any of this shit anymore. You guys had me sold until this point. And so, yeah, then I had to get baptized in the Catholicism at about 10, 11, and went to Catholic school. And then mm. got a chance to go I back. I love to a uniform, school. though. Did you wear a uniform? I sure did. Yeah, <laughs> you bet your bottom dollar. That's in my um, spank bank now, Leah. Thank yeah. You. So like a lot of strange and wonderful religious confusion. Um, there was a feeling of you know a sense of spirit that my mom was really beautiful about. You know, like I could feel the genuine quality of something bigger in our life that she was really connected to and so that was something that I took away from that experience but the other thing that also was a part of the conditioning is just a lot of fear guilt and shame mm-hmm. and um, and there was some sexual abuse in my history so coupled with like the religious thing and then the sexual abuse thing there's just a real kind of twisted f- sense of um brokenness you know just a sense of like there's something really wrong with me and I might not ever recover from it so that was sort of the starting point and then I was kind of waking up and I don't because of the sexual abuse I already had orgasms Hmm. at a very inappropriate age but could feel the pleasure and so it never made sense to me when adults acted like kids only start to feel pleasure once puberty sets in so that was another sort of isolating feeling of like, I must be super unusual because my body knows this feeling and it's also wrong and bad and horrible and dirty. So coming of age and having the rules be so different, like between my brother and myself, like boys would get the high five, girls had to stay pure. Oh, yeah. So it was like so much of this double standard. And, and I just at this point in my life, I'm 
pissed and I'm feeling rebellious and yet still afraid to get pregnant. <laughs> Were you a teenager? Yeah. Oh. And so, you know, really wasn't until I was a senior in high school and I met this really yummy older older man older boyish man hey he was a bongo drummer <laughs> said. and um good with the bongos oh and and so he was my first sort of t- he's good with the bongos he was my first tantric lover and um fuck i just like i went to places that i sensed was possible but just didn't believe anyone i mean didn't know how to get there but it was like that combination of god i'm horny and God, I kind of think I like God a whole bunch. <laughs> like, how do those two things come together? And those began to blend. And then, you know, here I am, 18, 19, 20, as, as the years start to roll forward. And I'm the life of the party, because I always want to talk about this tantric sex thing. And I'm also the most intimidating person in the room, because, oh my God, she knows way too much about sex. So I was kind of scaring all the boys off. You're like, touch my, my third eye and I'll fall down. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Shakti pot man. Shakti pot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that began my career of older men. And, um, what do we call them, the OD? Yeah, the, the OD. We used to, Old but dick. now I don't know. As a compliment. Yeah. She said it because April's like, I really want an OD. Anyways. And I manifested one. But back to <laughs> the message. I digress. Okay. Well, that's another way of feeling. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my beginning. Mm. So that book with that first guy when I was 18. When we broke up, he left all of his artwork and all of his literature. And that was when I saw the book Tantra, the Art of Conscious Loving Mm. in his like handful of books he left at my house. And um, I read this book and I thought, holy shit, this is describing everything I experienced with him, which was really helpful because I was giving him all the power. I felt this because of him. I experienced love because of him. Mm. And it took me a little while to realize it wasn't because of him. His gift was he pointed it out where it lived in me. And this is mine. And I can share it however I please. He helped you feel safe to yeah. experience it. Yeah. And also inspired yeah. you to see some, yes. uh, you know, options or opportunities that you didn't even, that maybe or you like knew or maybe out there, but you're like, I don't know if I believe it. Yet. So like, I really remember like when you talk about transcendent orgasms or transcendent sex, I, I have this clear memory of of like floating above my body having this orgastic experience i'm like filling up the whole room with the sensation that i'm running through my body it's repeating itself it's like a big spiral that keeps on ascending and i'm i feel like i'm partly out of my body i feel like i'm at at the top of the ceiling watching myself and then i'm also like in the room filling up the room and it was so memorable and so trippy and it took a while before I met other people who could relate to that. So I have to say, like, those first seven years of trying to figure out love and sex was kind of isolating and lonely, but also exciting and, you know. Yeah. And was, you went on from that book to then co-teach with the author, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's kind of pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Spiritually. And that's, <laughs> that's how I met Leo was or teaching because that took place here in the Santa Cruz area. Well, you were, that was in the Santa Cruz mountains, but you we taught at Pure Pleasure. Yeah. Shout out to mom, Janice Baldwin, Pure Pleasure. Love you, Janice. PurePleasureShop.com. Go so sponsor, we're gonna, sponsor mom for sex And stores. we're going to get into the transcendent orgasm piece, but we need to also hear from Willow. Willow. Let's just get right into the 
transcend an orgasm. Well, but, but, do we, we really we, need we, my whole history? Yeah. Not a whole history, but just a little uh, an elevator pitch of who you are as okay, a. Here we go. As you a have Doctor Willow. Go just no, you do not. So similarly, I grew up in a religious background. Fortunately, in my household, sexuality, nudity it was much more just kind of part of the natural rhythm and way of life. Grew up with a, a nurse for a mom. So, you know, bodily functions. I mean, I got my period before everyone in junior high. No, not even junior high in grade school. I think it was the end of sixth grade. Whoa. And my mom busted out the medical books. And here's your fallopian tubes and your uterus <laughs> and your ovaries, you know, so really kind of have always been raised with that um that just anatomy and medical and your body is natural and sexuality is natural though it wasn't really like talked about a lot it was it was just accepted it wasn't taught by any means um then I went through my sexual trauma when I was 19 I was raped and I got pregnant from that that uh, led me to just feeling very on fire about reforming sexual education. I thought I would do that in the school systems. Um, in the but, public school systems? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but, then I I, but then I took a closer look at that and said, hell no, that's not my path. So then I went into medicine, you know, Chinese medicine and just all the healing work that I've done over the years. And I have never found a more potent healing modality than sexual energy. I have never found it just can eradicate all the traumas, all the stories, all the beliefs, everything that limits a person and holds them back in a single session. It's so powerful. So that's really, you know, in a nutshell, why I love this work so much. Mm. And you're writing a book that we'll maybe plug a little more at the end that people can learn. Uh, and I love the the title of it. That I, I don't know if you've changed it yet, but that sex is medicine. Sex so, as medicine. Sex as medicine. And so it's why we'll talk about these transcendent orgasms and um, various pieces of how this can be medicine. And the first thing I would like to just say is like a, a statement and a question. Uh, because we're talking about orgasm. And I think a lot of people, which I think we talked about on your show, about they get kind of set on orgasm being the Willow, end goal. With the show with Willow? Yeah, oh, no, on their show. On their show. Oh, oh on, on your we were show. About the goal-oriented, everyone oh. has to have an orgasm. So when we say sex as medicine, or we're talking about transcendent orgasms, or cervical orgasms, we're not saying you have to have them all the time. We're not saying your sex is invalid if you don't have them. We're not or that saying, there's a hierarchy of yeah. orgasm. That's something that I feel totally that needs to be shared and needs to be understood by people there's no hierarchy of orgasms hierarchical orgasms but your yeah your way of orgasming if you're you know if you're completely happy with it then that's that's awesome for you but what we're curious here today is to talk about this transcendent experience but leo is talking about you know the whole room and the vortex and like almost like there's this, this you know oneness and godliness and and willow was like let's go right into it before Willow we were like no 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 willow you must talk about yourself so <laughs> transcendent orgasms we we call it going to church Oh, you know, that that place where the head of the cock meets the os, the tip of the cervix. Whoa. When you know, no, just a cock. I mean, it's different with the cock. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> the wand is good. So there's a lot of ways that you can start to open up the cervix because a lot of people's cervixes are really sensitive and, um, you know, they can feel crampy sensations or pain or, you know, a lot of times Sharp if sensation. the head is hitting the cervix, a woman's like pulling back and like, Ooh, that's painful. So a lot of times painful sex can even look like that. 
when the cervix hasn't been massaged, opened, and trauma released from the cervix. I think we hold so much. I do a lot of pelvic floor work on women. I think we hold so much of what's not even ours, of what was passed down from generation to generation, like this epigenetic trauma of like, don't speak up for what you want. Don't even know what you want because it's not safe to speak up for it. So there's this loss of of voice and of truth and of sovereignty inside of women. And so I think of it as the fucking gates to the temple, right? (laughs) So like when we get right up in there in the cervix and we start to release just emotion, like you don't even have to have a story or know why this rage or this grief or this emotion is coming through, but just to let it come through and release it, then the tissue of the, of the os of the opening of the cervix starts to open it starts to soften it starts to release then when you're going for um, intercourse to go to church where the head of the cock and the, the opening of the cervix come together it's like there's a stillness like it's not fucking you know you're not in and out thrusting it's like you're in that place in that point of connection and both people are right there and you're just so present you can't be anywhere else and there's like a, a yin type movement that starts to flow through your body and it's just super super magical medicinal plus it opens the vagus nerve right so then you might have a cry gasm release or a laughing gasm release and that just floods all this oxytocin through your body which pushes out all the cortisol so we're bringing the love hormone in and pushing the stress hormone out and leaving you feeling like a whole new person after that and I want to say too even if you have had a hysterectomy partial hysterectomy the womb removed you still have the energy of the womb there any organ a spleen a liver anything removed you still have the energy of it there so you can still access this type of orgasm even if you've had removal of the organs now i think it's probably more energetic in that sense but i've i've yet to do more research and dive into that okay a little more. we have to crawl before we walk right so i am holding on to this piece of the preparatory i guess foundation if you will for opening the cervix because you you mentioned massage I want to know how the fuck do you massage your cervix because my fingers aren't that long. And it's a wand. Oh, the wand attachment? Or the, there's just a wand. You could use a dildo like, oh, or wand. like enjoy wand. Oh, the curve? The curve. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're, are, you're massaging internally though. Yeah. Because the wand I would not put internal, internal. No, no, no. Large. She's not talking about that. Yeah, not that kind of wand. The, that's a baseball bat. The original crystal wand. That's the one that. I remember yeah. that. Oh, yes. I, don't know I remember the original. We used to have the, it, it was made out of a, a hard ABS plastic. Yeah. And we actually, I think we sold it Pure Pleasure because of your recommendation, maybe, Leah, yeah. and years ago. And it looks like the enjoy. Not the pure wand, the fun wand, but it was made of a plastic, more like a lighter it was like plastic a material. For a and it's a vibrator time. though, or it's a no, non-vibrating no. item. Oh, see, yeah. this is all important. It was, it was designed to reach the G spot and the sacred spot, so it's got that. Curve. What's the sacred spot? The sacred spot is. I'm like, not wooey, y'all. Okay, okay. I can't. You got to teach, teach <laughs> me, so, teach so think, me. Think of the sacred spot as the direct, like acupuncture meridian point. What the fuck is that, Leah? <laughs> <laughs> so you have the G spot. You have the erectile tissue. 
Do you know, are you aware of what the G spot is? Yeah, uh, yes, I am. Are yeah. you, it's your audience. The Grafenberg yes, spot named after a dude yes. in Germany yes. that's like, hey, I'm also known as the urethral sponge, yeah. also known as yeah. the female prostate gland. I got that. Yeah. I got that. Yay! When oh. Also known as the clitoris. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I'm getting it's a C minus so right now, now in this all, class. All connected, or we'll yeah. describe it as like G spot G area up and in towards the belly button uh, region. Feels like the roof yeah. of the mouth. Yes, yes, exactly. So the sacred spot is found along the G spot tissue, but instead of it being tissue, it's like an energy spot. So it's an energy energetic meridian and your body like veins that flow blood also have veins called nadis that flow energy and not naughties but naughties not n-a-d-i Ooh, naughties naughty. so naughty sometimes they get really naughty yeah you never know sometimes they get really naughty and sometimes they get knotted up i know oh <laughs> then you gotta get naughty to unknot but your jobs are to unknot our them. jobs is to unknot them yeah. <laughs> yes, and then make them naughty yeah but good naughty yeah good. yeah 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 so when you kind of start to become more energetically sensitive and you start to make the connection that we don't end at the tip of our fingertips when we're applying touch, right? Like we can actually feel sensation beyond our skin. When you start to kind of tap into the felt sense of that and then you apply that when you're touching someone else's body and you connect that to your heart. So now you can start to think, okay, I'm giving sacred spot to Willow. What would I want Willow to feel? What would I want to give Willow from my heart to her body? I want her to feel gorgeous. I want her to feel safe. I want her to feel like she belongs. I want her to feel embodied. I want her to feel glorious. You know, all these things I can send through my touch, through my eyes, through my words, through my heart, so on and so forth. So the idea is when you start to connect more powerfully to energy and you start to touch these energy meridian points, they start to open up. And it's the unfolding of that opening that allows people to have these really big orgastic states mm. that tend to go longer they can Stronger. be more intense mm-hmm. um they can be very overwhelming they can lead to all sorts of emotional sensations so this is something you should put in your tinder profile i want <laughs> you to touch my sacred spot yes. and they'll be like well, i like was, this yeah. i want you leah to touch my sacred spot <laughs> i know well i so i think she is a pro i've had a pelvic floor re- release i don't know if this we call it pelvic floor release yeah, session yeah. with with willow and before and and it inspired a lot of and it wasn't orgasmic mm-hmm. but it inspires a deep release of tears of like realizing the ways that I haven't been showing up for myself what how the ways I've been uh, holding back or putting other people first in, in sex or in the outside world you know, and, and and then just crying and it felt really um deeply healing and therapeutic and I've had sessions also April and I both have worked with sex, sexological body workers um, I've worked with other hands-on tantra workers and have experienced these pieces and then I've also had experiences outside the therapeutic process and we'll get to that way towards the end of how people can work with you there's so many modalities now but speaking to transcendent orgasms so i've had i could probably count i might i think guess, we should define it too for folks so what well, a transcendent it was that, it was that like is. that that kind of like vortex where i don't the, my definition for me is personally I don't know if it was 15 minutes of one long, like mind blowing. And I'm on some other planet, witchy, most pleasurable, emotional, otherworldly experience. Or if like one long version of that, there's a whole bunch of them. It's just, you're in this, in this flow, this flow state. And it's deeply, um, so powerful, so powerful. And it's, and for me, when I've been in it, it almost feels like I could do it forever. Mm -hmm. When it happened, when I'm, when I'm in that, I'm like this, I could do this for hours 
worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but then something will eventually shift because I can't, obviously can't. And um, you know, got things to do. And um, <laughs> and uh, or like the energy will shift with the, the person I'm playing with. But I have yet to learn how to replicate it. Like today, we're going to have a transcendent orgasm. And when it's happened for me, it hasn't only been from cervical touch. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. been from just touch from like the first inch of my vaginal canal. Mm-hmm. Um, it has happened under the influence of THC before. It's happened under the influence of... So you of- were high? Well, I was half of that one. Uh, uh, happened dead sober, but really exhausted. Like, didn't mm. sleep at all the night before. It has happened at a because time you were high. Strange. I was <laughs> not high anymore. I was sober um, anymore. It is anymore. Um, I don't know what I was doing that before. Uh, actually, I do know. And yes, I was high. Um, <laughs> but and it has also happened uh, during the end of a breakup when I knew that this relationship was going to end, mm. and all of a sudden this this thing happened so for me it's happened not from fingers on the clit it's some sort of internal stimulation and sometimes it was just fingers or or a cock in the first inch and then and sometimes it it was from some penetration around the cervix but it always seems to have like some specific conditions and i'm not always safe Mm -hmm. because one of the you know one of those was someone's leaving Mm-hmm. and one of them is I'm dead exhausted mm-hmm. but then I'm like well I don't have the walls up because I'm so tired so I'm so curious about this you know like how not just speaking to me like how does one learn I'm speaking for ourselves as as vulva owning people and then also people who want to learn how to maybe provide this you know like how does one learn to do that when like for me most of my stories don't seem to add up unless you all figure it out for me you know one of uh, it's a good question and I think one of the most important things good tracking by the way yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I have yeah. other ones yeah. but like literally it's un- probably under 10 to 15 times yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. one of the most important things I think if you're wanting to create this in your love life is setting the intention for it because intention is everything and if whether or not it happens in a, in a particular session is not the point but just having the intention that that the almighty ma comes through and gives you this experience. What's the ma? It's like, <laughs> I love April's the, yeah, mother. it's the, you know, it's like the divine, the divine feminine, the, the Shakti, the mm-hmm. life the force, the, the Jing Chi of, of life. It's the Eros. It's what creates, um, all of life. It's why we reach for something or someone because there's this drive and this desire. But a difference between intention and goal then it would be a mm-hmm. question of mine because we talk a lot about how goals Love can get people yeah. in their heads. Yeah. So you're like setting mm-hmm. intention beforehand, but it's not like we must have transcendent. I orgasm. almost yeah. think it's a mistake to go shooting for transcendent orgasm. Okay. Yeah, you okay. don't. I think re- try to make like what you've tracked. It's sort of like this bizarro visitation that just happens during either like something very mundane or super extraordinary Mm -hmm. like it catches you somewhat by surprise now you can sort of set the stage right i'm I'm planning an hour and a half where i'm taking some ecstasy tonight and i'm gonna have a seven hour tantric love making throwdown you know and and in those altered states of reality is when it's most likely going to get very big and spacious inside of you you combine that with some breathing and like really digging the person you're with being super super present really opening yourself and being aware that there's a desire to be so open with someone you're going to improve your chances but i kind of think it's a mistake to go into sexual situations with a super strong aim or goal or expectation in aa there's a saying that um, expectations are preconceived resentments Mm -hmm. and so i think what will is saying is 
intention can be so powerful. And, and when you say out loud what you most desire, it's super good practice yeah. because it puts you in touch a with desire, mm-hmm. but B it starts to build a relationship between you and whatever is out there. That's bigger than us that has sort of its own connection to our beings and to our bodies. And I don't know what people call that. Everyone's got a different name for it, but I always think of intentions like this is my desire. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give the job, the the universe, a job with this desire. I'm going to name it. I'm going to send it out there and then I'm going to let it go. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is my will, but your will be done. Well, so let's say, because April and Amy are having sex. And I I obviously am a layman (laughs) or a lay woman when it comes to some of the terminology. Mm -hmm. And so if I, I'm really absorbing the information from this podcast and I want to express my intention to my partner. To Amy. To, yes. a- to Amy. We are, we are, so April's like, what would you say to me? She's so, and, and I don't know how to frame that. You would you say help, Amy. Help that? Two, two questions <laughs> yeah, that I think are really easy to remember. And there's so many different variations of types of intentions that can help you think about it. But my two favorite, because they're super basic and easy to remember is what would I release that no longer serves me? And what would I bring into my life that would? Mm. And just naming those two things kind of goes, this is this is what I want the release and the opening of my body to co-create with this person. Or this is what I want to co-create with myself if I'm pleasuring myself. And those two simple questions basically open you up to ceremonial space. Now you've dropped into more of a sacred space. Just by setting that tone, you're getting in touch with your intention, which, as you said so perfectly, is desire. But desire, where desire gets tricky is when we are attached to the outcome of that desire. When when I have a desire like, I want to have a transcendent orgasm with you, Amy. I really want you to get up right in there next yeah. to my Can cervix. Can you please give me one of those? You yeah. know, yes. that's pressure. Yes. And I'm yes. like, no pressure. And and I'm I like, didn't have one and it's your fault. And then, exactly. I'm like, ah, and then everyone's was... suffering at the end of that yeah. session. That's right? like when you hook up with someone, they're like, why didn't you squirt? And I'm like, why don't you go fuck yourself yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? why yeah. don't you fucking squirt when i'm on command right. actually they'll be like okay let me do it make sure you go. <laughs> if they have well, I'm speaking to penis owners this is not only for penis owners and vulva owners so yes wait i have one yeah. question regarding cervical orgasms okay yeah. so anatomy an, anatomically speaking our cervix drops uh meaning vulva owners during the course of your cycle right monthly yes so in terms of accessing cervical orgasms during times when sometimes it, you talked about pain and sometimes uncomfortability, which mm-hmm. comes into play. Mm-hmm. So is that something you need to work around when you're not goal oriented or you are not aspiring for a cervical orgasm? But is it something that you should consider if you want to access this possibility of having a cervical orgasm is, is your cycle? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. There's going to be certain times of your cycle where your whole body is more sensitive and your cervix is going to be more sensitive and times when the cervix rides lower inside of the vaginal canal the vaginal what is it like a, a can, yeah. room it's like a room in there it is it's more than a hallway canal. like it's what's a hallway? It's in an ever-changing oh, room it's an <laughs> ever-changing room yeah this room sometimes is it's small it's 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 a big, cavernous <laughs> deep <laughs> wet yeah. juicy yeah. wet yeah. dry yeah. it's a whole world Mysterious. in there i mean it really is what someday is i'm gonna write a book called the vagina <laughs> stories from within <laughs> because really come into is. my bad cave yes there are just so many different stories and things going on in there so there's that. And then there's also when you are in an orgasm,
orgasmic state, the the womb, peak level of arousal. Yeah, peak arousal. The womb actually does this like bounce and dip thing. The the round. Yeah. So at high up. levels of arousal, the cervix and the uterus contract and pull up. Mm. and goes up and down so when you think about if there's an ejaculation inside of the body inside of the vagina it kind of seeps down below in that pelvic bowl and then in this orgasmic or high state of arousal is that cervix comes down actually slurps up the semen whoa so it's so like a vacuum it is so marvelous this is the i remember learning about this in when i went to school for human sexuality at san francisco state and they were talking about how the process i mean there's also like natural selection and like or diversifying Mm -hmm. what is it the genetic code Mm -hmm. and how the orgasmic process the belief is that because it's contracting it literally is trying to pull in sperm Mm -hmm. and again we're not just speaking to straight folks who Mm -hmm. want penises in their pussies um, but it literally is trying to actually like pull up sperm there through the orgasmic process and and then the diversifying the genetic code is like but have sex with a lot of different people so we can keep it diverse (laughs) right 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 and it's i mean that's there's a whole that's a yeah. whole nother story yeah. about like fighter sperm and yeah. uh yeah there's so, there's like four different types of sperm in the whole thing oh it's my really really wait four types of sperm What's yes they have different jobs oh my gosh yeah within one human it's very yeah, yes within one what? load yeah yes and if Whoa. if, we need uh, a sperm if someone is having sex with multiple partners that have sperm then the there's the sperm react differently to that sperm it's, it's fascinating sherry you know Winston you gotta you really... gotta interview sherry Winston. yeah you're gonna she's been on her show but it was about the women's anatomy arousal we didn't yeah. do this so this will be the sperm episode yeah, sherry the sperm episode we're bringing yeah. you back <laughs> sherry yeah. um and uh, something that mayor simone that's another person y'all got to interview mm-hmm. she talks about um solo experiences with the um, cervical orgasm mm-hmm. and how to start to like prepare your body she calls it intimacy so sweet <laughs> and, i got to um, do one of those the other night yeah you got my little wand out and i was like you're gonna okay, have to walk I've been us playing with how all these go. cervical orgasms Ooh. with these wonderful beautiful people let me play with one on my own and it, it because the cervix so in my experience sorry to interrupt but in my experience when after the orgasm takes place then the cervix opens up even more so first of all when you have it the orgasm this reverberation happens it at the cervix and then it kind of like goes up into the whole womb so in Taoist sexology we call it a more of a wombgasm so this even this term cervical orgasm is sort of new on my horizon I've been calling it an, a, a uterine orgasm for a long time and they say in the Tao that that's the highest of all the organ orgasms that you can have like you can have an orgasm to your heart or to your liver or to your kidneys or to any place in your body it doesn't even have to be a gland or an organ all of these we call superior orgasms but the wombgasm or the cervical orgasm is considered the highest of all of the superior orgasms and what's my point well when you say superior so you're saying that it has like the most healing modalities and so it's not like it's better like if you just can only have a, a and if you can't orgasm, have one something's wrong with you that's that's not what she's but saying. But it's no, more no, like, no, no, no. like no, the healing medicinal. Term, the medicinal. Yeah. I'm not wild about the word superior. I, well, I like that we should just superior. Superior. Yeah. <laughs> Very superior. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it because that's what it feels like to yeah. me. It's like it's a much more a full body experience yeah. rather than just like a localized focused point yeah. orgasm. 
Um, and so, and I think that that's actually that sort of a, an identifier that is a mm. transcendent orgasm that's different like other orgasms is that because it feels like there's a rippling effect mm. that is ascending upward. It's not just you're feeling all this tingly sensation in your cervix and your clitoris and it's like it's rising up. It's mm. kind of ballooning up into your body. So you're feeling it in the back of your throat. You're feeling it in your breasts. You're feeling it in your lower belly. You're feeling it your hair follicles you know like every cell yeah it's coming out your fucking eyes that's yeah. you know? that's that. like, you're slobbering yeah. out your mouth yeah. you know? it's just, screaming crying you all do you start to lose control <laughs> of like a lot of your controlled yeah I, I, I think some of this experience i had i, I definitely had a tear you know well i was like yeah. yeah. but that wasn't the orgasm but uh, the one some of the ones i've had there's been definitely like the sobbing yeah. after mm-hmm. and luckily i had partners at the time who were like you know could hold it for me and it's so yeah the, all the different ways it happens okay time for a quick break this podcast is free to you because of our amazing sponsors like Uberlube. Uberlube is a luxurious silicone lubricant that can enhance your sex and intimacy Uberlube's unique formula is velvety long-lasting with no flavor or scent and it feels absolutely incredible on the body there are thousands of doctors recommending Uberlube to their patients because it's less likely to throw off your ph than most other lubes so whether you want to make your hot sex even hotter or you want to prevent dryness take our advice and check out our favorite go-to uber lube uber lube isn't just for sex i use it for massage to tame my frizzy hair to prevent chafing even for oral sex sessions i love how it comes in a beautiful bottle with a pump top for easy access appearing more like a cosmetic product so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly uber lube is without a doubt my favorite lube and countless listeners agree often stating we never knew lube could be this good to learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com. Use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS combines scientific research of real vulva owners so you can learn shame-free techniques on how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied 20,000 plus people of all ages and turned the research into animated modules, short videos, and beautiful infographics that are tasteful and easy to understand. Whether you want to learn about external pleasure, internal stimulation, or techniques with toys, OMGS can help you master vulva pleasure. Let me tell you, I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives because knowledge really can activate your pleasure power. OMGS is for anyone who cares about vulva pleasure and wants to take it to the next level. OMGS can help you become a sexual strategist by equipping you with the tools you need to unlock your pleasure potential. Plus, your OMGS purchase helps fund more pleasure research. OMG, that's great. Only pay once and these techniques are yours forever. That's right. This is not a subscription service and you don't need to download a thing. So go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off when you purchase any OMGS season. Again, go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off right now. Time to pursue your pleasure. And now back to the show. But one question I had about this, so we're talking about cervical, because April's question about the yeah, cervix rising. Yeah, I do want to be is, technical so, about it. So there's the A spot that people refer to. Right. Um, which That's is behind the, an, the cervix. Anterior right? wall. So can yeah. you explain more about this? Like we're talking about a cervix here. Is there an area of the cervix? So the cervix is like a cone shape. 
right? And depending on whether you've had you've had a pregnancy that's come to term or not, or you've had an abortion, or you've never been pregnant, it's going to uh, it's going to affect the shape of your cervix slightly. So, if you take one finger or two fingers and you get into a position that allows you to kind of squat a little bit, so that your cervix can be a little bit lower, and you start to circle around your cervix. Wash your hand and use lube. That's right. (laughs) And go really, really, like right now I'm doing it with my fingers. You all can't see it. I'm going way too fast. So it's micro movements. Mm. It's micro slow. And what you're feeling for is just bringing your cervix into shape. And a lot of women, our cervix is misshapen because it's been jabbed at at and jabbed at and pushed at and kind of bruised. So it can be really sensitive. And if you've had any kind of health trauma or painful abortions or um you know also all the reasons there's lots of reasons why we could have a cervix that procedures misshapen and uncomfortable and and a lot of pain a lot of physical pain so this is why being warmed up is so important when someone is able to have a cervical orgasm it's because they are aroused enough that the cervix is now kind of doing that slurping thing it moves up and it moves down and you know like when you're you're getting uh, if you are a vulva owner and you're getting a hard one up the middle any hard one up the middle mm. don't really matter. You know when it's like you really want it hard, you really want it deep. Like you're, you're fuck me. If there's no, an ass really attached to yeah. that hard one up the middle, you are pulling it towards you, and you're like there's engulfing. You're engulfing that thing, yes. and you just want it all the way in. Uh. That only occurs really at peak states of arousal for mm. most people mm. that could be mental arousal but it's typically physical arousal and so that's like oh, i love it deep but you know those other times when it's like ah too, too much deep, too soon too, too deep yeah. it's like you're kind of backing like being up poked a little at, bit yeah. and, mm. it, and it hurts and it aches and for many of us we sort of endure that moment mm. until everything loosens up so what I mean by taking uh, fingers or you could use one of the wands that's curved and just slowly with some love and attention going around the cervix and bringing it back into a more smoother shape. Mm-hmm. And it could take many, many cervical massages like this to start to take out some of the owies mm-hmm. that are at the surface of the cervix. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes more comfortable and you feel less anxious about having attention at the cervix because I think a lot of us are I've never actually been relaxed enough to enjoy cervical attention yeah because all it's been is kind of eh, too Poked much too and soon. prodded and so that's why like stillness is one of the key elements that yeah. starts to open up this cervical experience it's a lot of stillness it's a lot of like patience mm-hmm. it's a lot of like breath and it's a lot of curiosity where we're sinking into our body we're allowing ourselves to fully drop in and go wow like what is this who am i let me just connect to this feeling right now. Yeah, like what and with, is that And try not sensation? to judge it, you know, like because it might hurt or it might be numb or it might be funny feeling, like an icky feeling. And it just, you stay with that until the next sensation arises. So I think the magic in stepping towards the cervical experience is a lot of stillness and curiosity and just Patience. waiting until it unfolds. 
Yeah, it's a very, very high healing experience to to give to yourself. It's like a deep dive into the center of of your creativity. There's no more uh, potent creative organ in your body than than the womb for us vulva owners. And um, again, if the womb has been removed, the energy yeah, of it's still there. So you still have that potent creative life force energy that you can tune into. And and for anyone who's never felt their cervix before is like, I don't really even know what the cervix is. Basically, you can think about like your whole uterus is like a balloon. And right at the tip where the tie of that balloon is, is the cervix. So it's more of a, um, you know, what is the best um, description is those dog cones that you put peanut butter in. Yeah. The, you, the oh, Kong. The Kong. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, interesting. It's, like, it's almost like a like a donut it's thing. Like it's like a Kong. And sometimes it's just like one part of the Kong, but then when it goes down, it's like the full little baby Kong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's a chin. Exactly. My dog hates those I things. I have a really pointy chin, and oh I think it's like you're kind of doing. What that's hilarious. When you when you put your fingers up in there, and again, there's going to be times of the month, like when you're ovulating, where it's lower and it will be easier to feel. So if you're in the shower and you give a little squat and you put one or two fingers up in there, you can feel it feels like the tip of the nose or the tip of the chin and it's it's usually kind of soft and rounded and there's like a little divot like a little acupuncture it's like the point. same as the, the prostate that's how they describe the mm-hmm. prostate too like the prostate yes. in you know yeah. in a penis owner's ass is like the tip of your nose with a divot and then the rest of the rectum is like your cheek right mm-hmm. interesting yeah. i have so, okay so we're we're sitting here together there's four vulva owning cervical owning humans and we have a lot of folks that listen that are penis owners that love playing with vulva owners. They have partners or not partners, they love or whatever it is. And this might sound like Chinese to them, right? They're Mm -hmm. reading Mandarin. They're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Do you have any pointers for folks that are interested in learning how to tap into, or I know obviously communication because uh, they're, they're obviously learning about your own body as the owner of this cervix is important. And I love the techniques that you talked about with the gentle, soft swirling or slow swirling so what could a penis owner do to help with this process of discovering what a cervical orgasm is and transcending orgasm and, transcendent and I- I'm going to add on to that someone else who doesn't even have a penis and uses using one of those wands, like the pure yeah, wand or the enjoy fun wand. Anyone who wants to give this wand. massage yeah. to a vulva owner, yeah. mm-hmm. like what are those steps? How do you kind of create the space to make that comfortable and possible? One of the one of the amazing techniques that Source Tantra teaches that I love is like always starting on the outside warming up the vulva most of the nerve in endings fact, are on the outside warm up the arms you and the legs the and the hands yeah, before you even get up. to Touch the genitals yeah, yeah. 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 don't yeah. go like the yes. where yeah. people just try to yeah. treat D- you definitely like a, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't go diving in it's, finger first like, where's your cervix here you go we're gonna find this and we're gonna give it to you it's not a gynecological exam everyone yes and then always like cup the vulva and ask permission 
woman before mm-hmm. entering, you know, and then when the woman and, and as the receiver, it's always good to practice saying like, oh, I'm not ready yet. Even if you do feel ready, like why not practice saying, no, I'm not ready yet. I would like more stimulation on the vulva. I would like to get more turned on before you enter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when you really are ready, then there's a section of the of the vulva that ho- happens, this opening at the introitus at the front porch of the of the as sherry would say you Mm -hmm. know of the vagina and it gets kind of sucked in so the fingers can go in and then just going really slow and like again not like i'm gonna find that cervix where is it it's way up in there you know just like letting your fingers be guided by the energy and the intention of like okay i'm open i'm open to this possibility of doing like this deep healing work or this amazing orgasm or whatever comes through but this is really just about being present staying with breath staying with sound staying connected eye to eye with whoever the receiver is that makes them feel really safe does the receiver have to be in a specific position do you recommend kind of or because they can be in any position that feels good for them okay but often on the back it kind of depends on the mood like when there's a tenderness that's there kind of like a vulnerability or just like a sweetness being in the fetal position is actually really relaxing Uh, and it changes and drops the position of both being able to have access to the g-spot and the cervix Mm -hmm. that comes closer Mm -hmm. so oftentimes that can be easier access but it may not be as activating right it's going to be a little more chill which in this case could be really powerful um sometimes i like to be on my belly and have someone enter me from behind uh that's a little bit harder to do the cervix because the cervix is sort of in the opposite direction so being on the back being on your side i think are two great positions i think the other thing that i really love for my own body but i also think it's helpful for all vulva owners is for the person who's giving to just be still and not do a lot of moving. Now, that's really hard to do. Let's acknowledge that I know that I'd be like squirrel. Oh yeah, I like twitch normally, so that's really hard for me to think. Are you liking this? My God! Like, (laughs) I mean, and and having someone who's had the privilege to touch other vulvas, I had no idea. Like, I thought I was being still. But I wasn't, you know, I I honestly, sincerely thought I was being so still, but like there's a lot of energy up there and my hand has a mind of its own. So I will often switch to the, if you're right-handed, use your left hand because it has less. Your hand of intuition. Yes. And and it's more chill. I am a hippie. Yeah. So your dominant hand can have a mind of its own where it just thinks it has to do something. Your other, your less dominant hand is really great for this. This is great. April has an injury in her right hand. Yeah, she's got carpal. Yeah, she's gonna go. do great on you your cervical orgasm down. later, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> and then and I write like a six-year-old right now, y'all. I can't help it. <laughs> I always write like a six-year-old. What's my excuse? Sorry, anyways, continue later. So, and then have the receiver do the moving. Mm. Now, as the receiver, we it's hard to like. It's so dense sometimes, the sensation, that it's not like we're going to have perfect aim. Like, okay, I'm going to stick my cervix right on your fingers, you know, um, or right on this strap on you're wearing. Like, that's, it's, we can't, we don't always have that until we get really comfortable and aware of anatomy. And also sometimes happen, the later. cervix is tipped and tilted. Uteri- yeah. Uteruses can get tilt toward the tailbone or, or over to the left or over to the right. So sometimes it can be a little bit trickier to kind of find that connection. But again, if you just 
just allow the intention to find the connection right. for you rather than you doing it, let it do you. Because the, this premise is it's allowing you to sink into your body and try to get less mental about it. Mm. So it's helped me go, okay, be in your pelvis, Leah. Mm. Be in your hips, Leah. Arch and move like play with contractions are you bearing down as well sometimes okay and on other times i'm doing subtle micro movements mm-hmm. as i sort of just adjust You're like listening to my your body. angles and i'm really trying to tune Name in the and then for yeah. my partner to, <laughs> and then for my partner go oh wow oh i think that might be the tip mm-hmm. this is you know to kind of give me the oohs and the ahs not necessarily the play-by-play every second because like i need a minute sex. to just yeah. sink yeah. in but it's it's kind of like oh we're going on an adventure and we're going to discover this together what are you feeling what am i feeling and and then once you kind of get the lay of the land then you keep on building upon that and then your next experience is going to be different from that and then your next experience is going to be different from that every experience is different so i think come at it in the beginning with just a lot of curiosity and allow yourself give yourself permission as the receiver to do a lot of arching and moving and then trim your nails Fuck. Oh, yeah. yes and trim if you have nails. fake sacrifice nails but, and you just put on a what do we say but do, but do you take gloves so you actually take like latex gloves latex or non-latex gloves. gloves and then you put cotton balls on the tips so if you oh. can keep your nails inside the gloves the cotton balls on the very tips so it makes it so covers your nails oh I learned this gosh. from Rain DeGray um, she's the genius when it comes to Strap on play, nails anal play, are so good. essential. People yeah. don't think about it. I'm like, I felt something snaggy. Like, Ouch! Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. Well, yeah. And once okay. one thing this reminded me of, and we have to close this out soon. So, but it was the term. Um, be, um, instead of dancing, you're being danced by uh-huh. the music, right? Where you yes. and I don't know, and I've I've experienced that for sure before. But I remember what like, is it? I don't understand being danced. So it's almost like the music moves you, and you're not actually yeah. moving. You're not the choreographing music. it. Oh. So it, it's almost like like it's, me at the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. It's yeah, in, it's inside <laughs> it of you. It moves you. You don't yeah. move it. You're not like exactly. okay. Now I'm going to yes. go right, left, right, left. I'm Boom. make my hips move and in this great move. It's more like my body's just listening and doing this thing because because I'm being danced. But you're talking about it being danced in this in more of a, in a sensual or sexual way yeah. then you're in that transcendent yeah. state and yeah. you just follow the thread and yeah. what i'm also hearing is it might not happen tomorrow it might not mm-hmm. happen the next day and if it does yeah. happen tomorrow it might not happen the next time right you know it's always changing and ever evolving but a key piece here that i'm hearing is love is a slowness stillness curiosity presence obviously is a huge part of it safety is a big part of it as well and then just kind of like following the thread and allowing and setting an intention that isn't about goal but is about speaking desires this is my summary right now before I ask you people how I can find you and work with you um, speaking desires it's okay to be like I have a desire to experience transcendent orgasm or cervical orgasm and I'm not set on it and the, we have the two questions that you shared earlier that will be in the show notes because I wrote them down and because we're running out of time you two have your own podcast you two also both individually work with people in person and online and willow i know you're writing a book leah you should if you're not but uh um so tell tell our listeners more about how they can find you work with you learn more from you all of the above well, myself and the great Dr. Willa Brown are launching our uh, Sex Reimagined podcast at the end of August 2022. So please tune into that. And you can find me at moreloveworks.com. 
And do you work personally with people, one on, like one-on-one coaching? Yes, I do coaching and I take people on private retreats and I teach online courses, group courses and Can you touch seminars. my sacred spot in a private retreat? <laughs> so you have she to sure book can. at yeah. least two days with me. Yeah. And, okay, um, right. and then, like, yes, I can. It time, I'm there. time yeah. patience. I will yeah. sign the dotted yeah. line. So don't go diving in him. Yeah. Yeah. I no longer offer a la carte <laughs> sessions. So no. you have to do an Damn emotion. It. Too late. Uh, yeah. But I still do. Oh, okay. So, so then if you want. All yes. the cart. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, my website is drwillowbrown.com and the book is it just coming, dr dr okay. willow brown dr no dot um and then the book sex as medicine is going to be coming soon and i'm really excited to put that out into the world because it's a whole methodology around how to use sex as medicine how to use sexual energy we call it jing chi in the taoist system shakti in tantra system how to use this um potent life force energy that creates new life that we have so much amazing access to how to use it to create whatever it is that you want in your life so that's really the premise of the book yeah and just to help people like well what's the difference between the Tao and tantra Mm. i get that question a lot and at least the tantra that i teach it's really more about taking sexual energy and using it to help heal ourselves emotionally and then to transcend that into an awakened process and awakened more awakened experiences of deep presence whereas like the Tao takes that same sexual energy and then uses it to apply vitality to the body Mm. where you can heal yourself from low libido and different illnesses and you can really strengthen your longevity uh, with your life. And that's why we're such a good match because yeah, we're team. bringing totally. together the healing you of really the emotional are. and You the really are a fantastic match. And I want everyone out there that is unfamiliar with either of those methodologies and ancient practices to know that they're not talking about penetration and se- like it, it is involving a lot of exchanges of energy. Tantra can just be holding each other mm-hmm. and eye gazing and and Dao uh, or kinky. The too. You can be Tantra oh. kinky. Yeah, yeah and all yes. this can be done by yourself. Yeah. Yes. no partner is required. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we've got white yeah. Tantra. So and it's, red it's tantra. not some sort of because I remember my mom's. Uh, she had some kind of book when I was younger that was about tantric sex, and I was like probably nine years old, and she probably doesn't even know that I, I hey, had access to that but I was like oh it looked like it always was always about a man and a woman mm-hmm. and they were having sex in different, yeah, yeah. in different positions and really, so that's not what it's about because that is why I always almost pigeonholed myself into thinking that I wasn't a person that was capable of having tantric sex mm-hmm. or Taoist sex or because I was I was thinking I wasn't wooey or hip enough mm-hmm. hippie enough I was like I'm so mainstream I'm just gonna do missionary style <laughs> no I'm just kidding look at you uh, now so thank you though for and i I think you two as a whole having a podcast sex reimagined people Mm -hmm. yes sex it'll be on all the podcast apps don't worry look for sex reimagined coming to you soon and check out our episode that will be on there soon as well right yeah that's right and that's right so Thank you, Willow. Thank you, Leah. Thanks for having us. Beautiful humans. Thank Thank you you for making me more wooey. Yes. (laughs) You're welcome. Anytime. We're going to do some yoga. April's going to say this to follow us, but we are going to have some clips on Instagram of this if you want to see who we're actually talking to in the flesh. I actually don't need to say it now. Yeah, go to Instagram and follow (laughs) us because we have some clips that we're making. Also, follow us on TikTok. The 18 year olds love us and they love talking shit. So go give us some props because we think 
think it's funny. And we love each and every one of you. Uh, our, our handles are usually just look for shameless sex and you'll find us also rate us on Spotify, on iTunes. What it does is help more people find folks out there with the modalities of Tao sex and tantric sex and, and cervical orgasms and transcendental meditation. Nope, not that Wrong one. Wrong one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Transcendent orgasms. I'll get it right at some point. All right, y'all. I just really all love each and every one of you in this room mm, and out there meow, meow. in the vortex that is not my cervix, but that is you. <laughs> yeah, but your cervix is me. So we are all one. Get out of there, Amy. You're not in my cervix. All right, y'all. We'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Shameless Sex. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.